Welcome to Movies, Music, Etc. I'm your host, Kyle, and today I have the man that told Big Al that dogs can't look up, my co-host, Grant. It's a fact. It's, it's not. <laughs> and today we're going to go over Shaun of the Dead, which came out in 2004, directed by Edgar Wright and written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. And the budget for this movie was $6.1 million, and it made $30 million. So... Technically, a financial success. But uh, the cast in this movie is Simon Pegg, who plays Sean, Nick Frost as Ed, Kate Ashfield as Liz, and Peter... I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> but Peter Serafinowicz. I got this. Serafinowicz. Sounds good to me. He plays Pete. And some notable mentions are uh, Bill Nye. Not the scientist, the actor. Uh, uh, forgot the guy's name. He's in a bunch. He's so the thing about this movie was there's a lot of characters in this movie that were part of the Office, the the, the British, British version. version of it, and so a lot of them were put into this movie. So that was pretty cool. But the summary of this movie would be. Uh, Sean doesn't have a very good day, so he decides to turn his life around by getting his ex back the, to take him back. But it's <laughs> but he times it for the right in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. But for him, it's an opportunity to show everyone how useful he is, and by, and by him saving them all, all he has to do is survive and get back to Max. So. I want to ask you, me, I've seen this movie a thousand times. I absolutely love this movie. What did you think of it? Well, we did that review of Jurassic Park and, uh, you know, come to think of it, that's how this podcast is for me because I have <laughs> seen like five of the ten movies we've done. So uh, I didn't really have high expectations going in, to be honest with you, and I, I thought it was funny. It was very comical, very quippy. It cracked me up. There was, towards the end, it was a little bit of a, like a, oh, crap. Like, oh, this is getting kind of heavy and sad. Pretty and sad. I don't like this. And, and <laughs> I don't like this. But overall, overall, I thought it was a pretty funny movie. Good, good. I'm, I'm happy you enjoyed it. So now we're in the part of the podcast where... We go over Grant's forte of it, which is the soundtrack, and this has quite a bit of things on there. And like I'm, I seen you singing yep. some of the songs along, yep. but some of the songs were <laughs> "Ghost Town" uh, by the Specials, uh, "Figment" by Simon Park, "The Blue Wrath" by I Monster, uh, "Current Craft 400" by Zombie Nation. Uh, if you leave me now, <laughs> by Chicago, <laughs> it's on random. It's on uh, random. <laughs> White lines, which is performed in the movie by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah, leaving the panic by the Smiths. Uh, Zombie by Goblin. Uh, <laughs> Don't stop me now by Queen. Uh, You're my best friend, also by Queen. So. Don't Stop Me Now is by far my favorite song in the movie. <laughs> they, they, because it's 
everything they do is to the beat. That was hilarious. That was... And it's a and it's a pretty upbeat song. And in an interview, they actually said they wrote that scene not knowing how they're gonna fit it in, like them hitting oh, the yeah. beat of them. And they wanted to, they tried fitting it in as where they could, and that's where they did it. It's not not even just hitting the the owner. It's the guy in the back flipping the breakers and yep. stuff too. It's doing that. And then the... <laughs> oh, it cracked me up. And then the mom and the girlfriend are like, yep. oh, yeah. <laughs> so like all in all, and a really good, uh, really good soundtrack to it. it. It didn't break no records, but it was, oh, they broke a lot of records in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. And now onto my favorite part are the fun facts. And as you know, when we do a horror movie, even though this is a horror comedy, still a horror movie, we do a kill count on it. And this one was a little difficult. I know I changed my rules up quite a bit, but I counted if we seen them alive and then we seen them as a zombie. If we just seen them as a zombie, we count the zombie death. Okay. And so in this so movie... So alive and then zombie, if they get killed twice, that's two? Yes. Okay. So like... Sorry, just to clarify... So, like, spoiler alert, Barbara. Oh, Barbara. Yeah. Barbara. Fun fact about that, too, coming up. But, uh, I counted 51 kills. And that, like, most of them came, did come at the end when, like, and it was pretty hard because it was pretty fast-paced when they, when that truck came and hit, like, oh, four yeah, of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. ran one over. Right and at the, the end. squad, like, shot eight of them, stuff like that, so. But there was 51 kills, and then with a runtime of 99 minutes, that leaves you with a kill on average of 1. Uh, 1.94 minutes per kill. Really? Yep. So okay. So uh, that was fun. Um, so like the the first kill I picked is when he first met that girl that first time, and they're talking because like there was a bunch oh. of noise in the background yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. that guy was. You know, like his head was on the steering wheel. He was yep. clearly dead. Yep. They were moving him away. But uh, so, <laughs> so I was watching a bunch of like uh, interviews with the director, and and for the most part, all the extras. The uh, cool thing about it is the the extras that were in this movie because it was very short budget budgeted. No one believed in this movie kind of thing. It's just. It was Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. They wanted to, they wanted to make this movie. Okay. So they gave all, like they did a show together called Spaced, and there was a bunch of Spaced fans who wanted to be part of this. So they paid them one pound to be an extra, and they paid. Oh. They had like two hundred extras. Well, then like they clearly, if they didn't have enough, they had to bring other people in. Well, what there's a one of the extras made a funny mistake. And one of those mistakes was uh, after a lot of the production crew and the staff had doubts about the movie in an interview, Edgar Wright told a story about an extra that came up to him, not knowing who he was and goes, "Ugh, straight to video. This one (laughs) (laughs) talking right to the director. (laughs) So I was like, that couldn't have looked good. (laughs) Good for him though. Yeah. Or her. Yes, it was a, it was a guy. Oh. But, uh, I got to take a sip here. And uh, I mixed that a little strong. It's fine, though. It's perfectly okay. 
So another fun fact is the episode started with a TV show. And like I mentioned earlier, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, along with Jessica Stevenson, were the creative team behind the cult British sitcom Space. In one of the episodes, uh, Pegg's character, Tim, is playing a zombie video game, which he was playing Resident Evil Ed, yeah. uh, while on speed. <laughs> And he begins to hallucinate that he's in a zombie invasion, which gave Wright and Peg the the germ for the idea for this film. So, like, they were at, uh, it was a wrap-up party for the space, like, the whole show was over with. And Simon Pegg went up to Edgar Wright, and he was talking, and he goes, you know that episode? Yeah, I think we should do a movie after that. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, continuing along with that that show there was plenty of space influences in the film in addition to right directing peg starring and writing uh peg writing the film other uh other space actors actually popped up in the movie which uh stevenson has a small role as uh yevon which is uh peter's uh, i can't say his last he played pete and his roles in both, and of course, Nick Frost oh, okay. plays Ed, okay, okay. who's Sean's best friend. He was yeah. in one episode of that. Okay. And so, uh... Pete's the other flatmate, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. But the prick. Yeah, the prick. And so, uh... What'd you say? What'd you say? Sort your fucking life out, <laughs> right? <laughs> Open your hand. But, uh, Frost, he was still quite new to acting. And so, when Peg first met Frost, he was, uh, the letter, or the... Frost, he was a waiter when they, and then they hit it off and became pretty good friends. And that led Peg to help the, get Frost in supporting roles on space, even though Frost had basically no acting experience. All he had done prior to the this show was a couple of sketches in a British show, and Shaun of the Dead was, was actually his first film. Huh. So, and I, I think he did pretty good. I thought, yeah, I did. They played very well off each other. He did a lot. And like, uh, I highly encourage you to go see this movie because like just a ton of things are just, they're in it and they're all about it. So. It's, yeah. It was an experience. It, I'm really, really glad you liked it. But there, there are a lot of cameos from British comedians in this, as I brought up earlier. Uh, if you are from England or you love British comedy, you would probably recognize a lot of the faces in Shaun of the Dead. Those who uh, who have the British sitcoms and sketch comedy, perhaps two of the most notable ones is Lucy Davis and Martin Freeman, which that's what I was trying to remember is Martin Freeman. He's uh, who played uh, who played Don and Tim in the British version of The Office. That was like the Pam and... Okay. And Jim version in the office. Might help if I'd seen the American version. What? I've seen like maybe three whole episodes. Oh my gosh. So I never got on the office. We're room. we're probably gonna have to start moving this <laughs> podcast over to shows because it's like you don't watch TV. Did you grow up with a TV in your house? Yeah, but I watched like Home Improvement, Boy Meets World, and Full House and Family <laughs> Matters, whatever was on TGIF and the news. <laughs> Well, I I would tell you, I, well, like Martin Freeman, he was in the the Sherlock show, which yeah, I'm sure you've never no. seen. <laughs> I was waiting for a movie that I hadn't seen. Uh, he's in some of the Marvel movies. 
probably the ones I haven't seen, yeah, which probably. is probably 90% of them. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are like the two main famous ones there besides like the actual main actors. Uh, but another fun note is Helen Marin, who you probably don't know. She's no. a pretty big British actor, like older lady, much. She's very prominent in the acting world. Uh, the producers asked Marin if she wanted to play the role as Barbara, Sean's mother, in the movie. However, Marin declined because she, if she was going to play, she wanted to play someone who was a funny character. And in okay. this movie, like the stuff Barbara did was funny. It's right. just because of how she was, though. It wasn't intended to be funny, but and it's actually pretty funny. But uh, I do like all the references and like like the mother's name is Barbara. And when they're going to go get yeah. her, he's like, we're coming to get you, Barbara. That was supposed to be a, a throwback to the original Night of the Living Dead when they're in the cemetery. And the Dawn of the Dead. No, Night of the Living The very, very first one. Oh. Like the beginning of the entire series. Gotcha. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is probably the third one. That was 1978 that originally came out. The original one, yeah. And a bunch of cool things is Tom Sedini was... The practical effects artists on that movie, huh? And you've probably never seen it, but from *Dust Till Dawn*. Nope. God damn it! He plays a character in there called Sex Machine. Oh. He has like he makes a weapon that like where his dick's at. It's a <laughs> pistol with two like round barrels on it, where it holds all the cartridges. When you say *Dusk Till Dawn*, to me, I think of the feed stores around Northeast Iowa that are no longer. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> the funny thing about this movie was part of the film was actually inspired by real experiences Wright had, which <laughs> not like he seen zombies or anything like oh. that, but Wright somehow managed to miss the entire foot and mouth disease outbreak in the United Kingdom oh. in 2001. Oh. He checked, <laughs> he didn't check in, <laughs> he didn't check in on the news. For a couple of weeks, and this was before social media was a thing, and it was he was was unaware of what was happening. But one day he turned the news on and was baffled by what he was seeing. This led him to consider the possibility of characters who didn't know the world was ending. Hence, when Sean and Ed are real, like they're not realizing that a zombie invasion is actually happening. Right? You know, like when he's taking the stroll to the <laughs> going to the, to the store, and, <laughs> like. He's just oblivious. He tells him he owes him a little bit and he'll get him tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. but he's like, oh, I don't have any chance. I didn't have enough of the damn story, <laughs> though. <laughs> so, like, that, I thought that was pretty funny. Because, like, if you're, even nowadays, if you're someone who, like, just checks out from, like, if you get off Facebook and, yeah. you know, most reasons people get off of Facebook is they don't want to see the news and stuff like that. So you're probably not watching it on TV and then, right. you know, you get back on, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> I imagine it'd be a little bit different if we didn't live in a small town, Iowa. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, as, as you may know, when it comes to movies that have a lot of comedians in it, there's a lot of improvising going on. Oh yeah. Well, there wasn't a lot of improvising in this movie and it was, made to be that way a lot of the comedy movies features improv uh, improvisation Al Pegg was one of the uh, writers on the of the and the star of the film so certainly you would have think he could have gotten away with improvising however 
there was basically no improvising in the movie. The structure of the film was really specific and detailed because of a lot of the dialogue had to be repeated for some, for a lot of these jokes. Uh, so they didn't have a lot of room to play around, you know. So like they had the same dialogue just in different situations, but it fit that same the same word would yeah. fit in the same like in different situations, and that's what made a lot of this so funny. So that was fun for me, and yeah, and it makes sense if you're improvising a lot, then you might not get get that in there. Right, exactly. But uh, Edgar Wright he paid homage to zombie films from the past. And the title, Shaun of the Dead, is, of course, a reference to George Romero's, may he rest in peace, the zombie lord himself, Dawn of the Dead, and uh, his films were uh, referenced plenty. There's also a shout-out of other British zombie films that, like, 28 Days Later. Additionally, on a more exotic role, a French, uh, the restaurant uh, Felicis, uh, is a reference to the uh, Italian splatter film director, Lucio Felucci. Oh, you know when uh, he he was supposed to set up He's, that date. Yeah. He's like, yeah. it's a place with all the fish. You see it. In oh, like Felucci's. Yeah, gotcha. So that was a that was a pretty good, pretty good reference. And like, you, know, you have to be kind of a fan to really catch these things up. But only two artists gave their thumbs up on their album covers being thrown. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so memorably, Sean and Ed ward off the zombies by throwing LPs of. Uh, of some of these artists See, like, broken records yeah <laughs> <laughs> get it <laughs> uh, they have many artists but they could only get two artists to sign off allowing their actual albums to be shown one of them oh. is the british wave new band the new order and the other is the smooth operator herself Shade. oh yeah, like, yeah. throw it throw it <laughs> so purple rain nope yeah. <laughs> purple rain no like all of a sudden he goes, Shane, like Liz bought that. You guys did break up. <laughs> right. Uh so as you may know, another song got boosted from the movie. And in another big moment uh moment of the movie movie, Sean Liz and Ed are beating the zombie to the tune of Queen's Don't Stop Me Now, <laughs> which was like Wayne's World in Bohemian Rhapsody. From ninety, yeah, yeah. So from, like when they're singing in the car, in the car. Yeah. Okay, it, this was supposed to be a homage to that. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, this was a big film for the classic queens who, uh, the Queen classic who the the song saw a significant increase in popularity in the wake of Shaun of the Dead being released. Oh, yeah. So, and it was funny. So, to get the rights to have that, like I said, they. He wrote that scene not knowing he was going to be able to put it in. Right. The guitarist for Queen, he was the last person around yep. to give them permission. And he he's like, yeah, do it. This, yeah. Is, this is great. So that was pretty cool. Uh, well, of course, he's going to get most of the royalties from it if he's the one that has the rights to it. So why not? Yeah. I mean, what does he have to lose anymore? Well, he clearly gained a fan base. Right. It's, this is probably one of the things like a lot of people that, well, know, it's a little bit different. But everyone should know who Queen is, but like it's like the stuff that going on nowadays with uh, Stranger, Stranger Things, things and, not and Metallica. Who Metallica is. Yeah, <laughs> read a book. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, when people like the Kanye West and Taylor Swift. They were like, "Oh, this Taylor Swift is gonna make this Kanye guy blow up." Or, 
even after these records was put in there, the movie started a trilogy, kind of. So, in Shaun of the Dead was uh, the first film and writes three flavored Carnito trilogy. You know, and you, when you asked what he said when he was on the head, you go, want anything finish off? He's like, Carnetos. Oh, yeah. It's like, so uh, Carnetto is a ice cream. And so, well, and I say they started a trilogy per se. This was the, it's not made to be a parody, but it's their, their wake on a the, horror genre. Okay. And then the movies tried to do an appearance of different flavors of Carnetto ice cream. Uh, in each movie, and Shaun of the Dead features the strawberry, which represented the blood prevalent of the film. And then uh, Hot Fuzz was the next one, as no ties to this movie except for the actors, actors in it. Yeah. That was supposed to be their take on action movies, and then At World's End is their version of sci-fi movies. So, if you're gonna could raise this your be hand, an homage? First, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, Grant. So this flavoring of three movies could that be an homage to clint eastwood and his spaghetti westerns <laughs> you're you're the western guy <laughs> so you're gonna have to explain that to me there's three of them and they call them spaghetti westerns because they're made in italy <laughs> <laughs> uh that's not the west oh that's well it's I don't know that that's why they call them spaghetti westerns or not, but I know they're foreign westerns. I like it. We'll go with it. So, Shaun of the Dead made a solid amount of money. Wright made his debut feature film with a budget of $1.6 million. It ended up making $30 million worldwide, and it opened 7th in the United States in a limited release. Ooh. Which is impressive, given, given it that it had been in competition. 2004, right? Yes. Okay. So, the, its main competition, can you guess what it was? Well, let's see. I was 15 at the time. No idea. Give me a hint. So, Shot of the Dead, which is your hint, oh. came out only two weeks after the remake of Dawn of the Dawn Dead of the came Dead. out. God. <laughs> I've seen Dawn of the Dead. And I, I love Surprisingly. <laughs> So I thought I was like, man, it was pretty cool. But George A. Romero was a big fan of the film. But then uh, there was actually a Shaun of the Dead comic, and like so, a graphic novel. No, it was or like, like a, a newspaper, like a small comic thing. Okay. So uh, in 2005, a four-issue miniseries based on Shaun of the Dead was released by IDW Publishing. In fact, it was written by IDW editor in chief Chris Roll. Before that, though, Hagen Wright. Uh, Is he had... related to Butterana? No. Not Butterana role? Not Butterana. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> so uh, it was written by uh, written in a comic strip for a British comic magazine uh, called 2000 AD. The, stri- the strip that they called it was Something About Mary which don't confuse it for the actual movie. There's something about Mary, but it takes place a day before the zombie apocalypse and where it focuses on Mary, who became the first zombie that Ed and Sean encountered. Ah, in the garden. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that was actually pretty funny. And I got another funny fun fact about that later. Okay. Uh, The movie, 
asshole has some notable fans. Shaun of the Dead is a cult hit. And some of the big names, some of the big fans, and it's Quentin Tarantino who called it one of his 20 favorite movies since 1992. Wow. Which, that's a very Quentin Tarantino thing to say. Reservoir Dogs, 92. Well, I'm saying, like, that was his top 20 films since 1922. Like, he's very specific. 1992. Or 1992. So he's like, oh, anything after that, that. it's out of the 20, you know? (laughs) Tarantino's pretty weird, but... Which is, a, yeah, which is a very Tarantino thing to say. Another fan, none other than Romero himself. And in fact, Romero gave Peg and Frost roles in his movie Land of the Dead, which is the one that took place after Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. They played zombies chained up in like a, like a gladiator. Oh, okay, I got you. I think, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the film actually features another zombie movie staple, though. Shaun of the Dead is a zombie movie. The tagline in the poster even says a romantic comedy with zombies. However, at one point, Shaun snaps at Ed for calling the undead oh. people zombies. This is actually a line with a lot of uh, what you would think the zombie movies would have, like Night of the Living Dead, Resident Evil, 28 Days Later, where the word zombies is never used to describe the monsters. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I was well, wondering why he yelled at him and told him not to call him that. Yeah, he's like, Ed, don't call him that. What they are? They're like, no. So uh, this one's actually kind of funny, though. A, a joke, se- a joking sequel reference was brought to reality, sort of. Uh, for a little while, Wright and Peg would talk about a sequel called From Dust Till Sean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not to confuse it from uh, these stores you find in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the feed stores. Yeah, feed Sorry, stores with the, the owner named Sean. <laughs> yeah. Would have helped us at <laughs> <that> night. <laughs> Though it was usually a tongue-in-cheek thing, no sequel was actually ever made, but the movie still got a little bit of life. In the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you can see a poster from from Dust Till Sean no in way. Times Square. No yep. way. Yep. I've actually seen that one, too. I actually, I, I went and, like, I seen it, but I didn't notice that. Well, I so saw I the movie, look, not the poster. And so I went and looked up that screen note, so I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I was like, woo! But, uh, <laughs> Sean's parents in the movie actually reunited in another film. Oh, yeah? So Sean's mom and his stepdad, who was played by Penelope uh, Wilton and Bill Nye, respectively, later in 2011... Those two would once again uh, be placed husband and wife in a movie called The Best uh, Erotic Marigold Motel. That is them. Yeah, I didn't notice that in the first time I saw that movie. I've mm-hmm. never seen it. Wild. <laughs> and uh, another fun fact is Barbara's pet name for Sean comes from real, a real place. She calls him Pickle. Yeah, that's okay. So uh, Sean's mom calls him his pet name Pickle, which was borrowed from reality, where Edgar Wright's mom used to call him as a kid. Apparently, it was a. Uh, she also taught, uh, was also taught as in school, which would lead to some awkwardness. So she taught in the school, and she would call him Pickle in school. And she was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. This one, this is a pretty funny thing. The movie actually inspired some knockoffs, even really? though this, like, this, this was, was a knockoff. Yeah, and so, it inspired more. Shaun of the Dead was undoubtedly 
in many films that came before, but the movie works of a piece of filmmaking in and in of itself. You may not be able to say uh, what some of your, these movies are directly knockoffs of Wright and Pig's movie, but there's a Spanish uh, human production called Juan of the Dead, a Singapore what? movie called uh, Hussein of the Dead, and then Sheet of the Dead, which is British, but it's also a general mashup. And in the end, none of them hold a candle to Shot of the Dead. No. I want to see Juan of the Dead. Juan. <laughs> Juan. So, uh, Shot of the Dead wasn't the original title. And really? thank God. And I was thinking about this because we come across a lot of movies where we hear like working titles. Or titles that, oh yeah. So like, like during Dumb and Dumber, yeah. they didn't want to like no one wanted to make a movie called Dumb and Dumber, so they just said uh, Power Tools not included. Yeah. Uh, nowadays they'll give them different names because they already have names already picked out, but they'll give them different names for when people do like data mining on the internet to right. try finding out sources and stuff. Oh, they'll I do gotcha. that. But like back then, like they just had different working titles, and maybe they would go. Yep. But what would become Shaun of the Dead became, uh, uh, began as what Wright describes as a one-page word document, and it was sketched out to a general idea into a film. Back then, it was called Tea Time of the Dead. Tea Time. Oh, because, well, right when they figured out that everything was going to zombies and stuff, we're going to do this, we're going to have tea. Yep. We're going to have tea. We're going to have tea. And then it's a cold pint. <laughs> So, in the movie, you would say Ed screwed up a lot, made things worse for them. Like when he's when they're outside the Winchester. I would say he did it twice. I would say he made made it so they had the potential to screw up twice. Yes, when he crashed the car and when he started playing the gambling machine. <laughs> Oh, when he answered his phone. Oh, and when he answered, okay, so, so three times. <laughs> Forgot about that one. You, yeah, we had a little bit of a wreck. He goes, you were popped. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take the Jag. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I think he wrecked it just so he could drive the Jag. Yeah, that, well, 100%, that's why. But some could say Ed. But it was his first time the- driving also. So who knows? Maybe he's just trying to get better and he ran into a stop sign. Maybe. Or a sign. I guess it wasn't a sign. You sound like Sean, always defending him. (laughs) So you're my Ed. (laughs) Piss off. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) But some could say that Ed could tell the future. And he knew exactly what was going to happen. So for Ed's plan, Wright loves foreshadowing in his movies. And there were some great moments of when you might only think things are repeat viewings only for the best examples when ed makes a plan for sean for the next day to help him get over ed so ed suggests bloody mary's first thing yep a bite at the king's head yep a couple of uh a couple at the little princess Mm -hmm. stagger back here and bang Back at the bar for shots. Yep. This foreshadows the entire wow. day fending off the zombies. The first girl <laughs> zombie, named Mary, his stepfather getting bitten, saving Liz and her two friends, and then pretending to, uh, pretending to be zombies, and then the gunfight at the bar. Not only predicting that, but the gunfight itself, because 
uh, Sean is telling Ed as Ed's playing Resident Evil I think he's where playing to Golden shoot. Or, is he? Yeah, he's play, in the beginning he's playing Goldeneye. I don't think he No, because they didn't have the sights in Goldeneye like they did when they had... But if you look later on, he has a pod menu and it's the watch. Like the Goldeneye watch. Okay, either way, it's a first-person shooter. He goes. He tells him this time, that time, top left, and yeah. that's exactly what Ed tells like, Sean while they're at the Winchester. Reload. Top yes. left. Good shot. Good shot. And then they tell him yep. all that at the bar too. So that's that's another great thing. And by the way, Resident Evil is a third-person shooter. That's right. First up. person. Not a gamer. <laughs> I don't watch movies. I basically live under a rock. Yeah, you're pretty much the worst. Yeah. So I uh, think uh, talking about the worst. This wasn't specifically <laughs> in the movie, but it was made in a comic, and they put it in one of the special features in the in the box set, the Diana Diane's survival story. So uh, after she rips off the leg of her boyfriend, she oh, loses it and she takes yeah. it outside and starts fighting. Though a comedy, the movie isn't afraid to kill off most of its cast as the story goes on. The chaos really starts at the end of the film. As the survivors begin to fall one by one, Sean's mother is bitten and dies. The annoying David is torn to pieces by a zombie, and his girlfriend Diana loses her mind and runs out into the zombie horde to be with David. As it turns out, Diana miraculously survives the ordeal, though it isn't. Uh, it doesn't appear in the film itself. There is a feature on the DVD explaining <laughs> that she fought her way through the zombies using David's severed leg, climbing up in a tree, and holding up for several days, surviving by eating David's leg. Huh. Yeah, And they do have a, a comic strip on it. And at the end of it, she's like, I stay in constant contact with Sean and Chiz. <laughs> so. so one of my favorite lines, can I say this now, is towards the end when they're in the cellar and they have two rounds left i forgot what he told him to call him he calls him full he's like shells shells they have two <laughs> shells left and they're contemplating killing each other and then killing ed ed goes i don't need a shell i'd rather be eaten again i'd rather be eaten again <laughs> sorry i don't know i just well then he's like never mind i do want to be shot <laughs> so i got one more fun fact John the bond bond John the bar owner used to actually be a stunt coordinator. The guy that's getting hit by the pool cues. Yep. Okay. Uh, and so for that bar scene beat down to Queen, he had he uh, told the the actors to really wail on him, which was pretty impressive considering he was seventy years old at the time. Holy cow! So they were really what, and you can tell like he's like, you know, yeah, he was he's older. Hold, he's holding up his shoulders up and. They're like they're he was how old at the time? He was seventy in that film. Jeepers! Cats. And he told him so he's like that. Make him, eight. yeah, okay. So they so he told him to wail on him Woo. to actually make it look good. And you know, being an old stunt coordinator, it's right. really good that he actually got back to ninety eight. I mean, ninety eight if he was still alive. Yeah, he gets beat up at seventy, and he's probably living his best life, <laughs> right? No, I'm way off, Samson. So, what was your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part is honestly probably the queen, the queen beating beat up. Down. Yeah, that or uh, 
I really rather enjoyed Ed in the entire movie. <laughs> I got wood. <laughs> yeah, his shirt. Or no, the fact that they <laughs> the fact that they tell Sean ever since his pen blows up when he goes to work that he's got red on his shirt. Got red on you. He got red on you. <laughs> see, that's the There's funny just a lot of things about like I And see normally like when you get a bunch of comedians together, if they improvise things are just so damn funny. But I Or feel... or just the way the slapstick comedy of yeah. the British like Right away, right at the beginning, when Liz and Sean are talking, she's like, I wish we had more time to, and then Ed, fuck. Ed, like, fuck. <laughs> he goes, you know, it's not like we can do this and do that. Bollocks. <laughs> He's like, uh, when they talk about it, they're like, Ed doesn't really have many, many, very many friends. He walks up, he goes, can I buy you, any of you cunts a drink? <laughs> oh, no, the part where... Uh, Oh, David says something about his boyfriend, and he's like, "Sorry, sorry, it's a little warm. The cake coolers are off. Thanks, babe." Yeah, he's like, "He's not my boyfriend." He's like, he's like, it's it's a little warm. Coolers off. He goes, Thanks, babe. And then you looked at me. He's like, "You're like that's us." Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, I think this is very clever writing. Oh yeah. I think it's very funny, and. I'm glad that they went on and did movies together. Like they went and did Hot Fuzz next, uh-huh. which we'll have to do one of these days because okay. I love that movie. And there's it, an homage to it too, or like there's a like, uh, where they're trying to jump over the fence and he yep. falls through it or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, they copied that in there too. Yeah. And then their third one is the At World Van, which it, it's a fu- it's a funny movie. It's not their best one, but they also went on and made that movie Paul, where uh, they're both like. Them too. They're traveling around the world and or the country in an RV, going to like famous. Oh, UFO okay, spots. Yeah, 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 yeah. UFO spot. Okay, that, okay. Yeah, yep. and they're they're pretty funny in that too. But, but that's what that's what I liked about the movie is how they didn't do have to do a bunch of improvising, and it was still so funny. And right, like you like you have to look at you have to pay attention to the movie to get a lot of the comedy, but it's still so funny. And this is the movie I've watched probably. 50 times and I, it'll never get old for me i loved every minute of it so i've watched it once might watch it again if i need to go to bed <laughs> no offense to the movie no you're just you're just trying to hurt my feelings no it was a great movie i'll i'll definitely watch it again okay well uh that's all we have for you today thank you for joining us and make sure you follow us and uh join us on after the episode See you later, Grant. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be good.